in the artistic research you orient yourself while walking. You are in a process of allowing you to drift, to be in a constant dialogue with the unknown. Welcome to the latest podcast in our Arts Research Africa dialogue series. These dialogues are intended to stimulate practice, enable research, and inspire collective engagement around the question of artistic research in Africa. I'm Professor Christo Doherty, the head of artistic research in the Witt School of Arts, and in this dialogue, I will be speaking to Professor Stefan Winter about recent developments in the European space of artistic research. Professor Winter is the head of the Institute of Artistic Research at the Film University Babelsberg Konrad Wolf in Potsdam, Germany. He also represents Germany in a new and I think very exciting institutional development, the European Forum for Advanced Practices, an inclusive research network originating not just from universities, but also from NGOs, community-based organizations, independent research entities, museums, and a wide range of art academies with a focus on emergent forms of artistic and practice-based research. The kickoff for the forum is next month in October, so this is a particularly opportune time to speak to Professor Winter. I should add that Professor Winter's institution in Germany has been working together since 2018 with the departments of Film and TV and Fine Arts here at the Witt School of Arts, so he's also familiar with the challenges of the local conditions here in Johannesburg. Stefan, welcome to the Witt School of Arts, and it's a great pleasure to have you here on our ARA podcast so that we can understand and get a better sense of developments in the European space around artistic research and the implications of those for our own work here in developing an African artistic research framework. If I could ask you first to just sketch the institutional situation around artistic research and the uptake of artistic research in Germany and in the EU. Yes, thank you, Christo. This is my fourth time around in Joburg and I really like the city space. It is vibrant. It is so full of undefined possibilities. It's a place for artistic research, <laughs> so to say. And I could say that the European situation is quite heterogeneous. You have countries where artistic research enjoys a long-standing state funding. There are nine countries in the European space that have a state funding for artistic research, that have a national representation for artistic research, and that also have an artistic PhD in the third cycle implemented. The UK started with that in 92. Then we had Finland follow uh, 2000, Norway 2003, building up a national artistic research program in uh, that course. Austria, Portugal, Sweden, Switzerland, Belgium, the Netherlands. You don't find Germany amongst these countries. <laughs> we still don't have, unfortunately, no state funding for artistic research. We also have, as these other countries have, no national representation for artistic research. All these, as I mentioned, the Norwegian Artistic Research Program, it's a national program that goes along with the national representation of artistic research. No? And it's integrated in, let's say, 
the architecture of knowledge. Uh, it communicates with the, the scientific research, with the tech development and so forth. Uh. We, unfortunately, in the German situation, we don't have that yet. We are moving in that direction, but we are slow. No? So in comparison, I would say you in South Africa, you are in the advance in these developments and we are kind of uh, trying to catch up, <laughs> so to speak. Stefan, what in your view are the institutional factors causing Germany to be so slow in yeah. the recognition of artistic research? Yes, there is at first a reason in the static structure of the German system of, let's say, knowledge cultures. Uh, it is very much science-centered. We have a large state funding body for research in general, the Deutsche Forschungsgemeinschaft. And the Deutsche Forschungsgemeinschaft at the moment supports only humanities and sciences. And this is understood as being research. Artistic research is not yet acknowledged in that context. And here we are way behind because in a European space, the so-called Dublin descriptors that formulate the profile of bachelor, master, third cycle in the European space clearly acknowledged artistic research as being a genuine kind of research in 2005 already. So we are lagging way behind. And then we have these traditional structures also as to the promotion, the PhD, which is not exactly the PhD in other countries. Because here we have a German special situation, whereas in other European countries, the PhD, the artistic PhD, is within the so-called third cycle. It is still a phase where you study. And in Germany, the promotion is regarded as your studies finish with the master. And then uh, the phase of uh, promotion is some first standalone research you do under supervision. And so there are obstacles of that kind and there are obstacles also in the way of, of course, fears of interest. Now, if Deutsche Forschungsgemeinschaft, for example, will open their funding lines to artistic research, other disciplines will lose parts of their funding. No? And They are defending, of course, try to defend their territories for the time being. Uh, but I think that's an intermediary stage and we will have to acknowledge in the German situation what is happening already all over Europe, uh, the European dynamics. We can no longer stay behind that. Imagine Norway has the National Artistic Research Program now for... 16 years and they still are developing that program 
And in that course, they built up, uh, of course, a corpus of reference work. Uh, they figured out uh, criteria of uh, quality, a quality assessment and so forth. And all that is not in place in Germany at the moment. So we really catch up uh, with the European situation, uh, also with uh, other countries like South Africa. And that insight is slowly but surely growing in the decision makers we have in the field. Nevertheless, I note that your position at Film University Babelsberg is head of artistic research. How does the institutional endorsement of yeah. artistic research, how does that articulate with the national yeah. conservatism? So we can say the Institute for Artistic Research at Film University Babelsberg exists uh, since 2008. There's quite some time. And we were one of the very first institutionally founded entities to represent artistic research in, in a German landscape. No? So what we try to do is to give impulses into that landscape to move things. No? And we are linking, of course, with the other, let's say, aisles in <laughs> the German situation that are trying to do the same. No? So over time, we form networks. No? And what is very important to us other networks on a European level, of course, where we have a lot of connections into Switzerland, you know, University of the Arts Zurich and uh, all these institutions, also Society for Artistic Research, which is working in a European space and so forth. So we try to catch that European dynamic bring it into the German landscape. We are quite enthusiastic about what we are doing in artistic research. And we are also optimists as we think with these small impulses and impetus, over time the landscape will change. Huh? So you just have to stay at it <laughs> and don't, don't let go of the momentum. So you were also part of the Forum for Advanced Practice? Yes, that is a new development. The European Union set up this European Forum for Advanced Practices in the course of a so-called cost action. And the forum has a management committee. I'm uh, representing Germany together with a colleague from University of the Arts Braunschweig in the management committee. 30 European countries uh, sent their representatives to the management committee. And what is new on a European level is that for the first time, for the whole European space covered by the European Union, artistic research is acknowledged as an important force in the whole landscape of knowledge, knowledge coming about, research. Huh? And the forum departs from the observation that we see these practices where artistic research works together with uh, scientific research, with tech development, all these intersections, all these synergies. Huh? You have that emerging all over the European space. And uh, the forum says we see that, but we don't dispose of any conceptualization yet. And that is what the forum is supposed to do 
connect these emerging phenomena, connect them and at the time try to conceptualize what is going on there. Now this does seem to me a very exciting development because so often artistic research is understood or is construed as the academicization of art, yeah. something yeah. that can only happen in research universities. Yes. Yet I note that the forum engages with, as you say, a much broader environment that includes art academies, NGOs, yes. Yes. not just research yeah. universities. Museums, festivals also, no, like uh, the Fakugesi Festival here in Joburg, could be easily included into that network no, from uh, the framework the European Forum is working in. No. So we had a long discussion in the European space that originated in the UK when in the UK at the end of the 90s the first artistic PhD degrees in studio arts emerged. Uh, and the people were just not sure what criteria to claim for these degrees. And they resorted to criteria from the scientific field. And from that situation, we had a concern in the artistic communities that via the title of artistic research, they get subjected to some foreign criteria, which are not criteria of the artistic working process. And uh, that created a very strong resistance towards that academization that you talked about. Now that went under the title of academization. You're having your first workshops of the forum in October. Yeah. How will you be approaching this question of criteria in a much yes. broader sense, in a non-academic yes. sense? Yes. Let me, before I gladly come back to that question, but let me prolong a bit this um, development we saw in the European space coming from the resistance towards academization. We then moved in a very broad and vivid discussion to more or less general acknowledgement of the autonomy of artistic research, where it became clear in um, really a lot of conferences, discussions, publications and so forth, that artistic research works first in its own languages. For example, in a pictorial language of painting or photography, which is different from a verbal conceptual language humanities or sciences work in, or, or symbol systems that are used in the sciences. And that is a first difference that has to be marked. Between these languages, there are arcs of tensions building, which are very interesting um, in forms of dialogues. We never can put the dialogue to rest by saying one side says it all. Yeah? The verbal language can tell me all what is in that painting or so forth. No, the dialogue never stops. Huh? It, it is uh, vivid all the time. Second point, artistic research works with its own methods. Huh? It is in the scientific process, you often have 
a point marked where you would like to arrive in a research. Huh? And in the artistic research, you orient yourself while walking. Uh, you are in a process of uh, allowing you to drift, uh, to be in a constant dialogue with the unknown. The unknown that uh, is not yet articulated, but is also not nothing. It comes to you, it, it is searching to uh, get a form. In that continuous dialogue with the unknown, that's the element of artistic research, no? like tracing a trace by stepping forward each time, orienting yourself while walking. That's a different method than, than we know from the humanities or from the scientific field. Then number three, we also uh, said that artistic research works with its own laws. You can also not transport laws from the scientific field to the field of artistic research. That would not work. We have to acknowledge their own laws in the field of artistic research and their own criteria of knowledge. It's not the same what knowledge means in these different fields. And in the European discussion, We moved forward to acknowledge that autonomy, and in that autonomy, dialogues uh, become interesting. We have uh, these phenomena that scientific, highly regarded scientific institutions like the CERN in Geneva has instituted an artist-in-residence program. I brought along a quotation where they say, Far from commenting on scientific facts, illustrating science or communicating advanced technologies, art provides a framework for discussing the complexities that underlie our contemporary scientific culture. And that is paradigmatic for a shift, a change in mindset, where these institutions acknowledge that uh, the dialogue with the field of artistic research is important for them. Huh? And there was, uh, just to give you an example, a group of highly regarded and profiled particle physicists from CERN put out an invitation to the Orpheus Institute in Ghent, Belgium. They do artistic research in the medium of music and sound. Huh? And Peter Dejans, who heads the Orpheus Institute, told me a bit this story that the particle physicist said, we would like to invite you and we would just like to learn how you think in doing artistic research in music. So many examples. I will give you one more from the time I worked in Switzerland, in Basel, Switzerland. You have a very renowned department for plastic surgery at the University Hospital in Basel, Switzerland. And they, they are on the forefront worldwide in developing new technologies, new uh, surgery methods and so forth. At a given point, they had to acknowledge that the suicide rate after plastic surgery of the face went completely unchanged for 90 years. And at that point, they had to acknowledge, they said, we don't really know what a face is. So we turned to the artistic research in Basel, Switzerland, 
build a platform with them and say, bring whatever you know about the face and uh, the identity, mirror identity and so forth. No? And these are phenomena you can observe all over the European field where people from the scientific research or the technology development turn to the artistic research field and say, we want to cooperate, but we want to cooperate at eye level. No? We, we don't want you to illustrate some of our results or something. That is also an important task, of course. But what interests us is to work with you on the level where we find our results. No? And that is what, uh, what interests us and what also excites us no? to be in that kind of exchange. So from there you can say on the level of phenomena, you, we, we are already there in a new interaction, a new dialogue, a new intertwining of these uh, three knowledge cultures we know from our European history. No? That is uh, the arts, the sciences and the technologies. No? The last time we had them in a situation similar was in the Renaissance, no? where, where they intertwined also. And then in the process of differentiation, they separated no? for let's say, yeah, some centuries, no? <laughs> two centuries in modernity. But now we see them coming together again. No? And I am firmly convinced that in the complex questions and transformation processes of our societies no? that we see at different levels no? in their media landscape, in their social fabric, in, in their knowledge cultures and so forth, that in these processes it is required to be in these dialogues and corporations because no single discipline is able to approach something that could be sustainable in all these questions. No, we need a cooperation at that point that brings impulses and impact into these societal transformation processes no? that co-designs or contributes to designing these transformation processes. So there we are already uh, at the level of phenomena. And what the European Forum does now is uh, just to take that up. And uh, we have uh, five working groups. The one is about the new languages, the new forms of expression uh, of language appearing in these phenomena. One is about contexts, so what contexts of cooperation do we have and so forth. And I am in working group five, which is a kind of meta group that gets in the information from the other four groups and tries to synthesize a bit what comes in and to formulate criteria. What is it that we see emerging there? And what is a quality assessment, uh, which is also very much required in our German situation. I could say that this is a stepping stone. As soon as we talk to state funding bodies, uh, they say, yeah, okay, we acknowledge this is a phenomenon that we must no longer neglect. But in case we open our funding lines to artistic research, 
what will be the quality criteria. Uh, we don't dispose of them at the moment. And who will be an expert in assessing the projects coming in? So we haven't settled that. And the work the European Forum for Advanced Practices will do will exactly be in that gap. No? We also, in my working group five, we will formulate a white paper for the European space. The white paper will formulate exactly these criteria. And we are working for a period of four years on that. So we're just getting started and we will enter the working process. In October in Madrid will be the first meeting of all working groups. And then we continue at a faster pace no? with regular meetings and exchange and publications and so forth. And that forum has representatives from across Europe, including countries where artistic research is quite well established, yes. like yes. Denmark. And Absolutely. It, uh, the management committee has representatives from 30 European countries. And as I went through the list who is in the committee, I see a lot of the usual suspects <laughs> that you know for years from the field. You know? they, they are all in there, UK and uh, yes. That's still work in progress. Maybe I can ask you to reflect upon the particular experience at Film University Bubblesburg, where you've been heading up the Institute for Artistic Research. What have been the kind of questions and issues that you're dealing with within the Film University in relation to artistic research? Yes. I could say we have one external communication with the ministries, the funding bodies. And there we have questions, as I just mentioned, about quality criteria and so forth. And within Film University, film is a very interdisciplinary process, no? design process, art process. And we have all these disciplines from the artistic field, from script writing to editing. We also have a scientific side in media studies. Uh, this is also, we have two faculties at Film University. Faculty one is mainly the scientific side of media studies. And it is an internal task to bring all these disciplines on the axis of artistic research more into communication and into cooperation. And there it proves to be a very fruitful axis to do this via talking about artistic research, presenting examples of work and so forth, showing what is happening outside the film university in, in a European field and just to create a kind of feedback loop where the energy reinforces no? and brings these disciplines more together as they already are. We had uh, recently a masterclass artistic research at Film University Babelsberg this September, centered around the project a colleague of mine from Set Design runs called Camilla Plastic Ocean Plan, and that is about the plastic epidemic in the oceans. No? So on a deeper level, of course, about our attitude towards the marine habitat and 
element of water and its inhabitants, animal rights and, and so forth. Huh? What we did in the summer school with participants from 10 countries, three participants from the WITS, two from Film and TV, Jürgen Mikkel and Nobunye Levin, one from uh, Division Fine Arts, René Koch, and from another nine countries we had uh, more participants and we worked on mindsets and attitudes, you know, like projecting by artistic means, by means of artistic research, scenarios of another attitude, utopias, utopic scenarios of other attitudes we could assume towards the marine habitat. And that would be a format that I would like to introduce also into that exchange we have here, like the format of a summer school or the format of a workshop where you come together, you work intensely for that summer school lasted 10 days, you work intensely on projects with an initial input uh, via a symposium or something, and then you really develop things in a project work, and there you get to know quickly and very well how the other people think and how they work. You know? And that is for us very, very interesting, given the different cultural backgrounds. You know? Just imagine if I take a simple whale, the whale has a different cultural connotation for someone who comes from South Africa than for someone who comes from Sweden or Germany. No? Germany, you have uh, never seen a whale. <laughs> yeah? And uh, in other countries, it, it is a common animal you can see in the waters. No? And uh, you, you have completely different cultural backgrounds where, where these animals are connotated different meanings. So that is very interesting to have that exchange on these axes and to really not talk so much about artistic research, but do it together in a joint working process. And, and this is what, what I hope to bring into this exchange with the WITS, to find formats on that second level of research exchange where we can work together in these ways. For us here, the question of transformation is quite fundamental to the understanding of the potentiality of artistic research. Yeah. In fact, the question, as we most commonly phrase it, is how can artistic research advance the decolonializing project, which yeah. is being taken up, you know, post the roads must fall, fees must fall, student protests in yeah. 2016. Have you got thoughts on how artistic research in this context could play a role in a rethinking of the university and knowledge systems to the society as a whole? We are all humans under the sun and what separates us is that long history of apartheid uh, and a complex political situation that we are facing now. And it is all about mindsets and attitudes. And that is the working field of artistic research, where on one face you can analyze 
what are these mindsets, what is implicated in them, what lies in them in a historical depth. Huh? You can analyze that by artistic research and you can, second side or second aspect, of course, project other ways of being in the world with other people. That is a main task of artistic research, to project these new perspectives, open new horizons, you know, think out of the box on the basis of your artistic analysis of the mindset existing, what could be in place of that? What could we imagine to be into a brighter future? And I think with these competencies, Artistic research can really contribute, first of course, to the academic field, where it also can, in its dialogues with scientific research and other humanities, other fields, it can question the presuppositions these disciplines are working on. This is very much also looked for by the disciplines themselves, who are locked often into a certain routine and then a kind of impulse from the outside of that routine comes in, questions the routine and allows for other perspectives for the research in these fields as well. I think this is very beneficial for these other fields and artistic research can do that by its competencies, bring in this impact and by doing so also transform, let's say, rigid structures that are established by some kind of historical process. We have them in place, we don't question them anymore and by that impact we get movement, we get dynamics into that field. No? I think that is beneficial for the academic field in general on the basis of this mentioned autonomy of artistic research. It would never work if artistic research would be subjected to criteria from the scientific process. No? But in its autonomy, artistic research can achieve that. And also, if we look at uh, the process of society, artistic research can give the same impulse also into a societal body. No? Like what I like to work with is this figure of the turbulent current or the complex system that is reaching certain tipping points, so where at the tipping point the system opens new possibilities and it is not clear from the laws and the history of the system which way, which one of these various possibilities the system will take, uh, where it will continue. It is an open space, also incidents of chance, of adventure, all this. Uh. And then I like the idea that if you are close to one of these tipping points, a very small impulse or impact may lead to a very big change. Uh, that suddenly, uh, we, we saw that when the wall came down. Uh, 
nobody really expected it to happen that way, it was one of these tipping points where a lot of small impulses connected and arrived at some critical mass and then at the tipping point the whole structure changed. So, as being an optimist, I work under the presupposition that I cannot know in which state are we in a societal process, are we close to one of these tipping points, no? but I can work by the presupposition that at any time my small impulse might be an impulse that makes a difference. No? Connecting, and I think for that networking is very important, connecting with all these other impulses, being in dialogue in the field of artistic research with, uh, as I said, the Orpheus Institute and so forth. And all these other points on a map yeah, where you can say there you have uh, also a center of force that is putting out impulses. And so I think artistic research is really essential in its contribution to the academic field, to the building of knowledge in general, to the dialogue of these different knowledge cultures, and also to the societal transformation process that we are in the middle of. No? I noticed in the documentation around the Forum for Advanced Practices, there's reference to both artistic research and to practice-led research. Yes. Do you distinguish between the meanings of these terms or are they very much the same thing for you? No, I would distinguish a bit. Uh, as you see, for example, the MITs, for a long time into these new cooperations, they have artistic research, they do hardcore tech development, they do scientific research and they foster these dialogues. No? But they would also say there's a kind of practice-led research that must not necessarily be artistic research. No? It could also be tech development that is practice-led research. As in phases where I just experiment, you know, and it's very close to an artistic inspiration of. I like very much to cite the example of Jaron Lanier, whom we know as the father of virtual reality, who himself an artist, developed the data glove and some of the hardware and software for VR and conceived it in an artistic way. So that would be practice-led research that he did, just experimenting with, of course, an artistic inspiration, but not necessarily artistic research in itself. So there I would differentiate, yes, saying artistic research is, of course, a research that is based on the artistic practice and that also has a side of artistic reflection, which must not necessarily mean that you write a text reflecting on your working process. You can do that also in artistic media. It is a kind of artistic reflection you do on your working process. These two, uh, artistic practice, artistic reflection, form artistic research. Therefore, I would differentiate. 
but there are also people who use it as synonymous. You've been listening to a dialogue between myself, Christo Doherty, the head of artistic research at the Witt School of Arts, and Professor Stefan Winter, the head of the Institute of Artistic Research at the Film University Babelsberg, Konrad Wolf, in Potsdam, Germany, and one of the two German representatives on a new development, the European Forum for Advanced Practices. The podcast was produced by Elna Schutz and was funded by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation as part of their support for the Arts Research Africa project in the Witt School of Arts at the University of the Witwatersrand, Johannesburg, South Africa. The music, Decompress, was composed by Lee Rosevier and is used under a Creative Commons license.